The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhana Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! isn't really the most popular city in Canada and it was even traveling across North America making a name for myself everyone would say I was from Toronto and it would literally piss me off every single time so I made it a point that everywhere I went when people announced me it was from Hamilton Ontario Canada so the fact that AEW is bringing our brand of wrestling to my hometown it's a dream come true in Canada in general, Hamilton specifically, it's hard for the wrestlers to get their names out there and to be seen by the masses, the world. So I have been promoting events since I was literally 16 years old. From that, I found the best people in Canada and I gave them every opportunity that I could, whether it was being a referee, whether it was setting up a ring, whether it was sharing the ring with some of the greats all over North America. And through that, I grew in a huge fan base for Alpha One in Hamilton. And since then, I've found all those fans that supported Alpha One have been supporting me while I've been traveling the roads with AEW, trying to grow my name in this company around the world. All of those people still live here. They're still rooting me on, and I guarantee you they'll be here tonight, making as much noise as they can for me. This venue to me is historic. Like, I've sat in the seats with my father, and uh, I brought, I brought my brother here to watch wrestling. So to know that they're gonna be here tonight with my kid is something I never really expected. And I'm so glad that my feet still stick to the city floors and that the chairs are just as old as this venue. Getting to do this is like becoming world champion. Uh, it's something that I've been counting the days down since I was five years old. Now I'm 33, I'm still that kid on the inside, but I'm one of the best wrestlers in the world working for one of the best wrestling companies in the world and here we are in my favorite city in the entire world, Hamilton, Ontario. You're gonna put the title on the line against anybody from Hamilton? I say you do it right here, right now, with me! MJF thought it would be an easy night, but Hamilton's own. Ethan Page on Canada Day wants to take the top prize with an injured leg and all, Nigel. What? 
Just enough boost. Boy, adrenaline is powerful. Look at what it's doing, Ethan Page, driving him towards the finish line, towards that world title. All right. How's he going to be able to hold? Oh, power slam. But the knee jam that he can't follow up. Dragon screw leg whip. And it is over. I did lose. I lost. I don't think I came up short, though. The worst thing is that everyone's going to say to me, you almost touched the top. You were just this close. Everybody you love was there to see you win. But you came up short. I did not come up short tonight. The record will show that Ethan Page lost to MJF for the AEW World Title in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. But I did not come up short. When I walked out, I knew I was fighting for myself. I was fighting for every single person that made sure I'd be in this position in the first place. Every single person from Hamilton from the whole freaking country. My family was sitting in the front row and saw me almost, almost reach greatness. But you know what they also saw? They saw the referee ask me if I wanted to give up multiple times, multiple times. And every single time I said no. MJF had every opportunity to make me tap, make me quit, but I refuse. I refuse to give up. I didn't show you, if I didn't show the locker room, if I didn't show my people in Hamilton that I have what it takes to be a champion, sure. Then I came up short. Tell me I came up short now. I gave everything I had. And you know what? It breaks my heart to know that my family sat in the front row and saw me lose. But on my way to the back, I stopped to talk to my daughter in the front row. I told her that daddy was okay. This was not my last match. And I promised her that I would win gold in AEW. And I don't plan on breaking that promise. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome. Uh, I, I just love this too, man. And also, this version is brought to you by Canada. Canada Day was yesterday, but it's still real to me, damn it. Um, all right, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the aftermath of the collision. Yes, folks, say it with me. After the collision, we sift through the wreckage. The wreckage. The wreckage. 
Brought to you by ChannelAttitude.com. <laughs> Please subscribe for $5 a month and the Hami Media Group. This is The Wreckage. Joining me tonight is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the port, Philip Coast. From the blood of Alexander the, the Great, and today he's only a half hour late, a good friend to you and me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, posices filos. <laughs> I'm like a color, you see, which means good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thanks. I'm good. Growing yeah. up last I, I in figure, Canada, by the way. I figure if I figure if every week I learn like two more Greek words, I might be able to like string a few sentences together by the end of the year. So <laughs> I like it. Well, I just want to say Happy Canada Day and Kronja Polas Stin Canada, which means uh, congratulations Canada. to Canada. Happy Canada, right? Thank you. There Thank you go. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Um, all right. Also joining us. Uh, also joining us on his uh, third tour now of duty. Um, a doctor, a lawyer from the East Coast, the one, the only, Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Good. What's going on, everyone? What's going on, indeed? Well, let's talk about what's going on, guys. Um, it is Canada Day. Well, it was Canada Day. It was Canada Day yesterday. And I'm, I'm still holding my flag because, hey, I only get to do this a couple times a year. Um... Other than that, let's go ahead and get into the news, guys. What do we got this week? Jeff, you're kind of the guy who's all over the news. I am not aware of any news that, that, that's happening. I mean, obviously, the dirt sheets were all wrong about Drew McIntyre not being with WWE anymore. Of course, we, we already had told the world that his contract was, you know, was through, uh, I think, January, February 2024, which is not anywhere nearby that event horizon is not nearby we also reported that we had heard through through reliable sources that not only were contract negotiations not not uh strained but they were done the, 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 there was a, a very solid uh re-signed extension already signed so there's that but that i mean if that counts as news that's news that was yesterday news well, we're still celebrating, Jeff. So it's still real to me. Damn to it. your heart. Yeah, put your hand to your heart oh and say, "Oh, Canada." I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, but where do people keep those things? <laughs> this feels like no, <laughs> Well, for the record, weren't we still in Canada for for um, collision, right, Chris? We sure were. So. We deserve, we should be paying word, respect to Canada. Me? Well, I'm just saying we should be paying respect to Canada. No, we're driving right back home. We're stopping at a Tim Hortons for breakfast, and then we're stopping at Tim Hortons for lunch, and then we're stopping at Tim Hortons for a snack, and then we're stopping at Tim Hortons for dinner, and then we're going to get into the, the United States. We're going to see Niagara Falls. I'm going to go. How come there's not a Tim Hortons anywhere? We need some Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah. there's not even a Tim Hortons here. I don't think actually. Well, there might be, maybe. I think, no, they're, pretty, right. I think they're pretty much only Canada. <laughs> Why are they so famous, Chris? What? There's, I don't get it. 
that's just, that's our coffee and you know what like people come from all over the world they come to canada they like tim hortons most people will tell me that if they had a tim hortons in the city that they're from in the states they would go there for their coffee um it's just famous well, for being really good coffee and also what legend of tim Hortons is he like, is he like a paul bunyan type, type of figure <laughs> bunyan, paul bunyan. tim horton was a, a hockey player actually and when he retired he opened up a few chains of coffee shops and uh yeah it just kind of blew up from there can i just say no nobody knows coffee like melbourne knows coffee that's oh, all i'm saying we're oh, one of the best go. in the world no really when it comes to coffee it's a known fact we have known possibly fact. the best coffee in the world look it up i'm, I'm dead serious okay we know how to make coffee right 100% <laughs> melbourne beans you think i'm joking i am not joking Please i don't look think it you're up joking so he can i, shut I up. think it's a joke that you think you're serious South America is where coffee's from. I'm not saying that's where coffee's from. I said we make the best coffee. Okay. All right. To drink. Well, let's not argue about coffee. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about. Hey, you know what? Tim Hortons actually got a shout out on the on this show. Actually, uh, Dax or Cash or whichever one the not bald one from FTR is. Cash um, cashing and dash dashing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Those guys gave it a shout out, so good for them. Want to say what's good up to uh, Aaron Ben Shlomo and Jerome Hall, who are both in the chat right now. Hi guys, welcome, happy Canada Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> what up, JD? What? Here we go. I you said, what up, J? Oh, I said, okay, what up, yeah. Jay for Jerome. <laughs> yeah, what up, I Jay? thought you were asking for a joint, so. I, no. I was like, oh, are, we, are we getting another smoke out here on the show? No, no. Should I should, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fuck it then. Let's just get into the show. Um, All right. Well, show begins with MJF making an entrance to face Kip Poutine. That's not actually his name. I just can't remember what the guy's last name was. And I remember Sabian. his first name was Kip. Nope. Wasn't it, it was Forbst. <laughs> Forbst. <laughs> How many Kips are there for crying out loud already? It doesn't matter. That was Gilbert. I know Gilbert when I see him. Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert's awesome. I miss Gilbert. Gilbert should be in the Hall of Fame. It's like yeah. a multiple you know time he light should. heavyweight champion. He actually should. But even um, <laughs> Ben Shlomo, Jimmy, where are the plates? This is collision where we sift through the wreckage. So. It's not dynamite. Dynamite's the one that drives me nuts, just quietly. Oh, well yeah. while Chris attends to the to the kiddos. Oh they no, that's have it. a back Chris. I'm okay, no, cool. she I she was told no. No, Daddy can't help you right now. Fuck off. <laughs> um <laughs> Just kidding. That wasn't what I said. What's I just said no. You <laughs> got to do with it. Come on, man. After the uncage last night, I couldn't stop laughing, and now you've already Damn it. I'm going to start laughing again. <laughs> that was yeah. the call of the night. Thank you. Um, well, anyway, yeah. Okay, so Max faces Kip uh, Probst. 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 Forbes, but it doesn't matter. You'll never see Forbes. him again. Whatever. <laughs> Kip Poutine. Uh, Max wins a quick swash match. Uh, he, he says that uh, Canadians are unintelligent, and he calls Canadians hillbillies. I'm just going to – I want to make this very clear to people who are wrestling heels – Calling Canadians hillbillies doesn't hurt our feelings. You're not in Texarkana. We don't care. It's not an accurate description of us. Like, right. 
Yeah, it's stupid. Hillbilly is sort of like a United States, and it also is that you live in the hills. Well, yeah. technically, technically, not, not, like Hamilton is flatlands. Yes, it's next to the lake. It is just a place where we make steel. That's yeah. all. <laughs> it's, it's pretty close to sea level. I mean, it's. I know where I've driven through Hamilton twice. Um, but it was, but the, I think the thing that was noteworthy here is he's using sort of like a widow bell, a widow bell or widow maker, uh, DDT, which I guess was a Tanahashi move that I suppose Tanahashi gave him permission to use because he used it twice th this night. Uh, can I say something like in, in the sort of like uh, about this episode of records? Cause we're still very much trying to sift through the personality of the show mm. and, I, I did like the tempo of the show. It was definitely a slower pace. Definitely had a much different feel than Dynamite or Rampage. Definitely felt more organized. After Money in the Bank, it felt a little bit slower. But there's still some fingerprints of Tony Khan in it. And there's a couple of examples throughout the show. But one was MJF being smart in the beginning, making quick work of the jobber, embarrassing him a little bit. He said, I have to wrestle, but I get to pick who I'm wrestling, which commentary said late, as opposed to at the beginning of the match. It would have been helpful if we knew that beforehand. Um, yep. Then he issues an open challenge, which is MJF being stupid. I mean, we just saw Jade lose her title like six weeks ago because of issuing an open challenge. This never goes well. And like, I don't like MJF being the smartest cerebral guy and being stupid the next second, which he's done a, like three times now with being smarter than call him a coward. And also he's like, you call me a coward. That's it. Those are fighting words. I mean, like <laughs> pick a lane, either, either you're Kevin Owens and you're a blowhard or you're really, really <laughs> smart. And you're always a step ahead of everyone. I did. Like I think he's playing dumb. I, oh, playing dumb. No, but I, I do like how he called the fat wrestler fat. He said, come on, Tabagoo. Come on. Come on, Lardy. Come on. That was funny. And then, and then Nigel yeah, changes. I mean, MJ, MJ, he's the king of poutine. <laughs> yeah, actually, he's trained in in Jew put in Jew poutine or whatever. Yeah, he's that's a black belt poutine. That's what he said. That's great that stuff. Good. Great stuff. All right. Um, MJF says he's willing to face someone else from Hamilton. So willing that he'll put the world title on the line to face somebody else from Hamilton. So fat guy comes out. Uh, comes down to the ring. MJF says, okay, yeah, you, fine. Come on down here. And then Ethan Page comes out and he tells Fat Guy, no, 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 I got this. You you go back to the back. So Ethan Page comes to the ring. He's he's from the Hammer. Did you guys know that? He's from Hamilton. I did. I do now. All right. Well, Page says he's going to remind Max of what cloth he's cut from. His dad, Ethan Page's dad, that being, pronoun boy, um, came from Macedonia which is not a country. Yes. Um, it's not. Thank you. It's not a country. It is Northern Macedonia. That's the yeah. country. And it shouldn't well, even be called well, there is a country Macedonia. Macedonia. There's also a region in no. Greece called Macedonia. No, no, no. Yes. The real Macedonia is a region of Greece. Just well, saying. Then, this is like the argument of is Denmark a country or not? It, like, is it part it, it of is. Sweden? It kind no. of is. is well, they the same people. Is Macedonia part of Greece? Right. It kind Let of is. Let me end it with this. Macedo ancient Macedonians were not Slavics because the Slavs did not come into that region until a thousand years after right, Alexander listen, the Great passed away. I've heard you say this a Just million saying. times now. Slavic is not a race. Slavic is a language is group. No, it's not. It's a race. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you think it's a language group. No, it's not. Cyrillic is the language, language group, actually. 
the Slavic is a language group. It's it's called an isolate. And that's, and I that's can't believe it. I can't believe what he's saying, Chris. Please tell him. It, it can Please. it can technically be sort of considered both. Like Slavic is a language group. That is what the word means. It it is it is to isolate a language. But there are like you could argue that the group of people who inhabit um, Eastern Europe and Russia are and um, Poland and Poland are like are a Slavic race in the same way that Celtic isn't technically a race. It's a language group, but. There are a group of people with red hair and freckles who you could probably point to and call. I'm sorry, you can like you can call the Hebrews. I mean, yeah. I, I, I yeah, well, it's like Jews, right? What's Jewish? Well, no, no, Jewish is a religion. Jew Jewish is a religion. It's a religion, Hebrew but it's is, becoming yeah, though like the... it's a race. Well, no, it's not. Uh, no, the way they're Jewish. using it, the Hebrew. term. I know you're Hebrew right. It's true. Yeah. Hebrew, right? I know that, but the way people are using the term Jewish these days, I feel like yeah. they're using it as a as a term like of race people use words wrong all the time i have right. an episode of the far center all about using words properly go That's ahead and true. look that up <laughs> anyway but all i can't right, believe anyway. you mentioned that though chris i, I was kind of surprised by that yeah wow. he was telling his he was telling his new origin story we've only known know, him as a hockey but, prick but all righty so ethan page his dad came from macedonia worked his ass off for a better life in canada uh, ethan page says i'm not like you mjf I'm I'm not a bare minimum bitch, um, which was thank you, Aaron. By the way, fine. Which was fine, I guess. Um, Page cuts a fired up baby face promo here, saying Max might be the AEW champion, but Page actually champions AEW. Um, I'm going to say in a vacuum, I didn't hate this promo. I think Ethan Page is a really talented guy, and I think that he's believable as a fired up pissed off baby face in his hometown who's not going to take shit from somebody. My problem is, where was this character? I mean, he's been pissed off about being led around by the hand by Matt Hardy. Um, he's been annoyed with, with the Hardys for owning his contract, and yet, here he comes. He's a baby face, and he's, he's going to show the evil heel What's what here on tonight's wreckage? And yeah, I'm confused how too. To do, how does he get to do this when he is under the control of Matt Hardy? He just lost a match like three weeks ago. He's Matt Hardy controls his contract. Like, shouldn't they have shown us like a vignette where he goes, "Let me do this, Matt. Let me do this, Matt." And Matt Hardy goes, "Title match? Sure, that's a big payday. Go ahead." I mean, like uh, at least something That'd be logical. Well, exactly, but but this is collision. We are looking for it to be logical. That that right. So I am nitpicking on purpose. But this mm -hmm. struck me when as soon as I saw him walk out, I'm like, "Where's Matt Hardy?" I mean, he owns his contract. I, believe me, I don't want to see Matt Hardy and, and Isaiah Cassidy on this show. Not at all. I don't want them anywhere near it. And I don't mind Ethan Page getting his hometown moment, though it's arguable whether it was a moment or not, um, or the moment was fleeting anyway. But there should have been some acknowledgement where he came in and he said, I already cleared it with Hardy or, you know, I already cleared it with, you know, I mean, he even used the twist of fate. I mean, we, you know, the, the, you know, which was like a nod, but it, it should have been mentioned. That, 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 that's all I'm saying. I, I, I look to collision to, to connect these tissues. And you know, what's even worse guys, right now that we see this out of Ethan page and I like Ethan page, even though he's a blockhead. Yes. I said it. I like Ethan page, right? <laughs> Don't worry. Look it up. Anyway, the point is, are they going to go all in with him now? That's the thing, because no. exactly that's the problem. They're not going to go all in with him. 
and and then we can just pretend that this shit never happened. And he's he's um, he's much better than than that shit. He really is pretty good. He's a great promo. I can take him seriously even in the ring. Yeah, he's not a flippy guy, but he can wrestle. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's, he's not a flippy better. guy. Is not no. a like. That's not a detriment. You you say he's no, not a flippy no, guy. No, no, like, no, no. Yeah, like, no, no. Well, he's not no. a flippy guy, but no, I'm like, oh, no, no. he's not a flippy guy. I'm I'm saying that in in a positive right. sense, not in a negative sense. Believe it's me, right? Chris's show. I'm not going to take all the time to explain the difference between the Celtics and the Slavics and how one has become. A You're still speaking race about and that. One is, it, it's still language, and how one is correct and the other is wrong. But I'm going to say this, like. This is another time where you have the guy, you know, his family's in the front row, and in the middle of the match, you know, you see him go like this, Daddy's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody keeps doing that. See, you got to be a real professional like me and tell your kids to fuck off while you're working. Exactly. Um, great. Lessons here, too. Just part of the pack. Just part of the wreckage package. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Todd Brantley has entered the chat. Welcome, yes. Comment King. Hey, yo. Um, oh, the Comic King's in the his house. See, I can I can read mine, see? Yeah, see? Good for him. Um, all right. So yeah, these guys have a good match. I like I I really liked the match that they had here. It was a logical, um, it was a logically booked match. And um I also like that Max got a relatively clean win here over the hometown boy. Um, and I think that Ethan Page, again, if they wanted to, they could elevate him, you know, at least to sort of a mid-card title, sort of uh position off of this but i don't expect them to do that because well because aew um right consistently what's that he lost too easily i i I don't think you can elevate him to mid-card title now not for a while well he's right you know what jeff's right because you don't go in with such a strong promo like that just to get beat up that easily though to be fair right i I mean, mean how long was the match Five minutes? Yeah, probably, yeah, not even 10 minutes, but whatever it is. MJF, whenever he's challenged at all, he usually cheats cleverly, but he usually cheats to win. He didn't even have to cheat to win. I mean, so to me, the Ethan Page was a glorified job, which, by the way, I'm okay with there being glorified jobbers. Like, this is the same discussion we have with Taya Valkyrie. That, that, you know, just because people are expecting more from them doesn't mean that's their position in the company. And that's okay. And if the, the changes that, you know, you, 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 like you said, in due time, this is his payoff. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think that Ethan Page will ever get his payoff. I think he's going to, you know, basically have that Elias role, basically, you know, where he, he shows up every now, just more frequently, but loses. Who, who, who's the equivalent in WWE, you know, that, that you think is supposed to win, but but they generally always lose. But you still think that like Dolph Ziggler, Ricochet, Dolph Ziggler. Ricochet, yeah. Ricochet is kind of like that too in a way. Yeah, Butch, though, but he's getting pushed. Yeah, Butch, Butch, Butch. Yeah, but yeah. I think he's in the highest spot though. I think Ethan Page in, in a weird sense than Butch because I made a hashtag. A I, I made a hashtag after Money in the Bank that said uh, hashtag it should have been Butch, but it didn't take off. Nobody else. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) You you got two likes. It was Butch and Ridge. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call him again, Jeff? What do you call Butch again? What is he? A very unattractive woman. (laughs) What do you think about it? I mean, he does. He looks like an unattractive fucking woman. Rhea Ripley's unfortunate younger sister. Come on now. Jesus. Hey, look, he's in the house. Elizabeth is in the house. What up, Liz? Talking about someone who definitely doesn't have any unattractive siblings. 
<laughs> anyway, while Chris is talking once again to the kids. While he's giving Jeff, parent lessons. He is giving parent lessons, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's still real to him, damn it. But um, anyway. And on the day well, after Canada Day, no less. <laughs> All right. All anyway, we're moving. We're moving forward here. Okay. Uh, so next up, we've got another match: Powerhouse Hobbs and Dustin Rhodes. Um, Dustin Rhodes with a little insert promo talking about how, listen, I actually knew Owen. Um, that he did, and uh, you know, rest in peace to Owen. I don't understand why every single match that Dustin Rhodes has has to be booked like it's going to be his last match. He bleeds every single time. We hear on commentary about how this is this is last run. This is the last hurrah of Dustin Rhodes, and I've been hearing that for four years. I don't True. understand why every match has to be booked this way. Can he not just have like a, a decent wrestling match where he gets beaten by somebody? Not only did he bleed all over the place, not only was was commentary obsessing about oh Dustin Rhodes and is the this is. This is the, the, the climax of his legacy and blah, 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 fucking blah. He also kicked out at one from Powerhouse Hobbs's finisher. At one. He kicked out at one. Bang. That's have Hobbs's we not career. been saying that Powerhouse Hobbs is on the verge of getting buried? And then, uh, and then an 80-year-old man who's bloodied <laughs> like a fucking 16-year-old with a surprise is just like – is is – Kicking out at one from your finisher. Jeff, yep. is there a more effective way to bury Powerhouse Hobbs? Well, I guess he could have lost the match. But, I mean, <laughs> Collins, one point of fact, Dustin Rhodes' contract does end sometime this summer. So it very it, it's, this very well might be his last match. I mean, there's no guarantee he's going to re-sign or re-offered a contract. Tony tends to ghost you and non-renew you, though I think he would like to keep Dustin Rhodes around for obvious reasons. Because the other reason is that you could see Dustin Rhodes joining his brother for one last run. Um, but on Powerhouse Hobbs, first of all, he came out with QT Marshall again. And and I was hoping that was done. Now, I know on the first episode of Collision, QT and Hobbs, they had that segment where we just said he would appear and not be in action. Okay, fine. But then, then when we saw Powerhouse Hobbs in action last week, he came out alone in a proper squash match. Now he comes out with QT again. Hey, lab rat. Um, and I didn't. I don't want QT anywhere near him, and Harley Cameron too. But even worse than this, he had a lot of trouble with Dustin Rhodes, in in which even included QT and Harley Cameron distracting the ref and interfering in, in the match. Even physically, uh, QT got him up. Hobbs shouldn't need this. This 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 is like how MJF wins. This is how like a heel Adam Cole wins. The powerhouse Hobbs shouldn't need help from QT Marshall and and Harley Cameron or anyone. It's not about them. Anyone. This is not about my thing with QT. This is he shouldn't need anyone. He shouldn't need Harvey Wimpleman. He shouldn't need Gary Hart. He shouldn't need Captain oh, Lou boy. Albano. He, he, he shouldn't need Teddy Long. He shouldn't need Space Ghost. Nothing. No <laughs> one. Nothing. He should get he should get through Dustin Rhodes with you past your prime old man. Dustin Rhodes gets you know starts off strong or whatever. And Powerhouse Hobbs finally just stops him. Like he catches one of his punches like this brushes him down and then pummels him and, and he gets 90 seconds of offense and game oh the match is over squash and dustin Rhodes should not be kicking out of his finisher in one no one should be kicking out of a finisher in one and this is kenny's fault i blame you jimmy what 
Come on you now. Love Kenny, you encourage him. He listens to you. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. But no, really, he should be booked like he's Earthquake. And I'm talking about Earthquake in his original run, where he yeah. doesn't take shit from nobody. He just people. stomps. <laughs> Tugboat, absolutely. <laughs> just not the Shockmaster, though. Just not the Shockmaster. But yeah, really, he that should be a badass. Like, what's the point? And this is another issue, right? We're talking about Ethan Page, first of all. But if you're going to kick out at one, right? What, what for? What does that lead to in the future? Nothing. Is Dustin supposed does, to be world champion? All it does is bury the. All it does is bury that finish as a finish. Like to me, the spinebuster is now like, I'm not going to believe it the next time he hits a spinebuster on somebody and goes for a pin. Like, because if Dustin can kick out at one, can't Wardlow kick out at two? Right. Like, from one of these. Right. It's if. Right. It's it's true. But, hey. Aaron, uh, I hope you're trolling right now, dude. I agree with EBS. Dustin Rhodes absolutely should EBS. be NWA world champion. <laughs> but he should be Impact what... world champion. No question. You, you can read this one out, Chris. All right. Aaron Benchlomo says, in Hobbs' defense, one of the first times we saw Trish Stratus, she was being led like a dog, bark, and we all know how that how she ended up. That means nothing and nobody will remember it in one year. Uh, no, there's a big difference there. There's a big difference there. First of all, you remember it. Everybody remembers it. The the most recent promo that someone cut against Trish Stratus in the WWE in the year 2023 referenced that moment. And um, also, one of these people is one of these people is essentially a, a, a sex symbol, and the other one of these people is meant to be taken seriously as a threatening professional wrestler. Now. Trish was able to work her way back into a situation where she was taken seriously as a pro wrestler, but primarily Trish Stratus is a sex symbol. That's what she is. Um, Hobbs is not. He's he's meant to be a big, strong motherfucker, and he's meant to scare you. So his finish needs to mean something. And Chris, can you tell him the quota that we have, that we've been saying for years, which started as a joke first, where Labrat says, big guys and people in charge forgot how to book big men oh no they haven't forgotten they just don't book big men to be winners no if you're over six foot one and you're over 230 pounds you're a jobber in AEW. that's the effect it's really an or because hobbs is not that tall hobbs might be six feet tall with his hair doesn't matter he's too wide i agree that's what i'm saying or <laughs> over 230 right exactly it's it's ridiculous and that's what they continue doing you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a comment here from Retro Rocket Review who says, Seven watching now started stream 27 minutes ago. I have no idea why you're telling me that, but thank <laughs> you, Retro. Thank you for the for the update. That's we that's Canada it. Spaceman, just quietly. Is he, is he always watching the movie Seven? Is that what that was about? I have no idea. Oh, Canada Spaceman. Happy Canada Day. <laughs> you can hide, but we find you, Canada you know, Spaceman. Is, every is time. it still Canada Day somewhere in space? Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. So up next, up next, we've got another big guy who uh, isn't booked like a jobber. So that's nice. Miro is up next. He's face. He's facing Anthony Henry, um, who is apparently a member of the Workhorseman stable Drake. group. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't this big country really? No. I the mean, other two guys, are you sure? I'm pretty sure they are. They're yeah, part of this. 
Anthony Henry was in the workhorseman around the same time that J.D. Drake was also in the wingmen, which made little sense. But J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry have been a, a tag team for years together on the indie circuit. They actually work pretty well together. And, and Anthony Henry has been on AEW programming before, mostly as, you know, your S.D. Jones type, you know, your 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 Israel Matia, your, you know, your, your tough out jobber. But, the, you know, instead that role seems to be going to ethan page and matt hardy these days um but same thing anyway it you know you could argue he deserves better than a squash but actually this this is this is a more impressive squash with mirabus anthony henry isn't nothing but apparently he's not enough even to listen i don't consider chris or jimmy to be casual wrestling fans in some ways they're both deeper cut wrestling fans than i am i know who anthony henry is just because that's sort of my thing it's 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 in my purview and I've actually had some exchange with J.G. Drake. We we had, I'm sure he's forgotten by now, like sort of an inside joke about how he loves Pap's Blue Ribbon and how it's terrible and how he's going to kick me in the dick and things like that. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, anyway. Uh, jokes. Jokes, right. <laughs> Ow. Uh, <laughs> um, luckily, I'm not drinking Bud Light anymore, so I could use it to uh, ice those uh, those uh, sore testicles of mine. Anyway, it, it was a good squash. Love, Miro. Anthony Henry, I guess, is supposed to be a name. Apparently, he hasn't made enough of an impression on people who follow wrestling every week and watch painfully too much wrestling. So maybe it's a foul. Maybe they should have picked someone else. You tell me he doesn't look like these guys. Uh, he really doesn't. He looked, first of all, he's like 10 years older than those guys. No, no, no. I'm talking about the other two guys that are with this group. I'm telling you, it's Bear Country. I don't know any other two guys that are with Bear Country other than those There's two three guys. of them. There's three of them. There's actually three There's of them. Bear Country and the Wingmen, because they're Bear Country's Wingmen from the Bear Country. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if you watch... I haven't seen the third, so I can't tell you that it's not Anthony Henry. I don't know. I'm telling you, right. it's Bear Country. But uh, yeah, if you watch Being the Elite, you, you'll see. Okay. Anyway. But if anyway, you ever say, matter. I'm going to start fining you $10 every time you say, if you watch Being the Elite. <laughs> you got to sometimes, just to this, point this out. That's a good idea. Jar, we're we're gonna... Gonna money in it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, actually, Jeff. I, I like that idea. <laughs> you know, yeah. he doesn't care about money. You're going to have to put you're gonna have to have put three joints in the in the jar every time you say Being the Elite. <laughs> well, you need money to get it, right? I mean, That'll sure. really well. I don't know if you do. Maybe that, that might just, <laughs> no, no. You're I just skimming off the top. This guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, one thing I one thing I'd like to say about Anthony Henry is yeah. he has too many first names. <laughs> he does. He does have too many first names. Or one, or one too few, like Michael David Hall or something. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, how many first names do you have, Jimmy? Well, technically two. Oh, okay. Well, you have but too many it, fucking it, first it, names. It, it translates to the same thing, though. Technically. Ah uh, yes, that is true. All right. Jimmy well, no. Miro squash Demetrius. matches. I'm going to say this: Miro squash matches so far have been fun squash matches. I You're like right. the way that both of these squash matches that he's had have gone. Where it's Miro, he's dominating early on. He's just going to beat the living hell out of this guy. But the other guy gets a moment. The other guy gets uh, 30 seconds to shine to really, you know come up with something and show people, hey, look, I can also do wrestling moves, and I'm also a live part of this match. Um, I have liked both of these squash matches so far, and um, I thought that Henry looked good here in spite of the fact that he was there to just take the pin. Um, when he was allowed to get into things, it looked like he was laying his stuff in pretty good, and it looked like a good stiff match. Um, Miro just overpowers you and takes you out with that 
big super kick and the game over. Um, what did you think, uh, Jeff? Uh, do you like the the way that these squash matches are going as opposed to just 20 seconds and you're done? You get it. You get to show something against Miro and then Miro's going to take you out. I agree with you. I agree with everything you said about the Tony Nese match from two weeks ago. I agree with everything you said about this match. I think there's no need to repeat it. It was uh, it was it was a proper squash match against somebody who isn't a complete unknown job guy and i have no problems with it whatsoever i think it's great and i think it's okay if they keep having miro you know step up against slightly higher level people until you finally you know like just for example's sake i'm not i'm like so like he beats the blade next week then 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 like one half of uh, i I don't know like brian pillman and and then then you start to get into Ethan Page, or you know, you know, or something like that. Now, I don't want to see Garcia anywhere near Collision. I don't want to see anyone from the Jericho Appreciation Society on this you show. See ever the dance? I, I know he can dance on the other two shows. He can <laughs> dance if he wants to. He can keep his dance moves away, stay away <laughs> from Collision, because I want to watch Collision in peace. You don't find the dance funny? I think it's funny. At least it's something. Okay. I want his sports entertaining on the other two shows. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I do find it funny. He doesn't. He, they don't know how to make it work the right way. I don't want to talk about Daniel Garcia. I want to talk about uh, Collision. Um, so yeah, but you see what I'm saying. Just like he's slightly elevated, and then he's got to face someone who you're traditionally used to seeing winning, but he beats them too. And maybe that's like a Sean Spears after he loses his you know TNT title you know match, which you know which obviously is we're heading in that direction, and we'll cover that momentarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we sure will. Um, all right. Well, anyway, Miro wins the squash match. Um, and I, again, I think that Henry looked good. And uh, Miro gets a another another squash match where he's just showing, listen, like, I don't have to come here super serious. I can just come here to destroy people. And um, yeah, you know who like next week? J.D. Drake, the other half of the workhorseman who's coming for revenge. Yeah, the other half of Bear Country. That'd be great. Exactly. Um, well, let me just say this, right? No. The, the problem with the Miro thing, though, where are we going to go with this? Are they going to push him to a title belt eventually again? You know what I mean? I if think they eventually go nowhere, have to, right? Like, right. You, you, you have to do something with him. Other than, like, unless, unless you literally want to do like a whole thing with him where he just comes out and he just says, no, I don't care about championships. I don't care about who I'm facing. I just want to show up here and I want to fucking hurt somebody. Give me someone to hurt. I don't care who it is. And if you want to run with that for a little bit where like he's saying, listen, I'm just fucking insane and I just want to hurt somebody. I'd be down for that too. You don't have to push him right to a championship. The, the problem with the championships is that the one that seems most obviously suited for him right now would be uh, the intercontinental, not the the international title, which is Orange Cassidy's. And Orange Cassidy has been threatened on collision by being in the introduction package. And but that title is also defended on the other two shows. And I don't want to see Miro being smeared and stained by being on that other ship. So the other one is the TNT title. He doesn't, and right now it's being held by a heel, which I don't really actually. I'm quite okay with a Haas on Haas match, but I mean, right now Christian is the story there, so. Having Miro go after it, it's just it's just 
basically that's just that's just forbidden door fan service kind of stuff so i want there to be a story but i would i would put the international obvious it i mean if whatever story they're trying to tell sporadically about orange cassie using the the orange punch too many times in his hand gang crush he hits a block like miro and and his hand just goes like that and then miro catches him and puts you know hits his uh, super kick and then uh, his thrust kick and then master kick and then goes into the game over or or whilst you know stepping on while while maybe putting his own orange cassie's own fist in there in the other guy's chin so he's not just submitting the, the guy's back he's actually submitting his hand um the way Miro applies the hold wouldn't lend itself to that he'd have to go more camel clutchish but um I, I don't know that that's the only title and they shouldn't make another title. They've got they've got no. too many titles already. No hashtag no more belts. So um, I'm not worried about it yet. I just want him to ever to build up the level of people he's beating is easily, and then like maybe he has like a semi proper feud. Maybe that's where they dust off a Lance Archer or something like that, and like let them have a three month like a, a trilogy. Yeah, no, I could see that. I like that. Um, Todd has an interesting comment here. Jimmy, do you want to highlight that? Is it his last comment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. He says, I think Miro should be the one to take the international title off Orange Cassidy. Listen, I'd be fine with that. Here's my problem, though. My problem is if they do do that match, they're going to want to have Orange Cassidy um, valiantly defend for 35 minutes against Miro before he finally loses. And that's not the right way to book that. The right way to book it is Miro walks in there, hits him with three moves, and finishes him. That should be an actual squash match for Miro. And then Miro needs to do an, an actual squash match against about four or five other actual wrestlers on the actual uh, roster. Don't tell me. And what the fuck was this guy's name? Sorry. Um, Anthony Henry. Don't tell me Anthony Henry is actually a roster member. Like, I know he's on the roster, but like, you know, have him fight somebody who we actually know is a professional wrestler for this company and beat the crap out of them. But. This company doesn't seem capable of booking things intelligently like that. It's just, you know, Orange Cassidy. It's like Orange Cassidy right now is a lot like John Cena in like his worst era. It's just <laughs> lol Cassidy wins every time and it's getting really fucking annoying for, for anybody who's an actual pro wrestling fan, which, you know, again, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, like the Daniel Garcia call from Jeff, please don't bring Orange Cassidy here. I don't want him. I don't want him on this show. He, he brings everything down. And to me, if you're making Miro do a thing where he's standing there for 10 seconds while, while Orange Cassidy does little weak kicks at him, you've, you've fucked up Miro, too. It's not just Orange Cassidy at that point. I don't even want to see Miro. Um, all right, anyway, let's get off of Miro. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the Bullet Club next. So Tony Schiavone invites Bullet Club Gold, including their newest members, the Guns. Uh, they all come out wearing Bullet Club gold T-shirts. So, Jimmy, what does that mean about the Gun Club? Really, man. You guys trolled me yesterday because I hadn't watched Collision yet. And then I watched it, and I'm like, wow. So these guys now are officially part of Bullet Club gold, it seems. They have T-shirts. The Bang Bang Club. That's what comes to my mind. But, yeah, look, maybe it'll elevate them. Hopefully it does because I think uh, Jay White can be a good mentor to them as a matter of fact so i think that's a good thing i think that's positive keep them away from their daddy as far as possible to be honest i think let them get over on their own they'll have their own identity going through this route i think and so we'll see what happens i do truly think they are one of the best tag teams 
in the business right now. And I'm not meaning they're good in the ring and whatnot. They're just, they understand certain things. They're, good, they're decent in the ring, but they kind of get it. You know what I mean? They know how to be chicken shit heels. And um, I think th I think it's a positive thing, but I'm still shocked. Yeah, well, I'm less shocked. I thought that this is where they, where they were going off after the first episode of Collision, where the guns came out and helped them. Um, right. But here we are. Uh, are slots. <laughs> Juice Robinson kisses the Owen Cup on the way to the ring, and he's just perfectly obnoxious about everything that he does. I, I'm going to keep saying this every time I see it. There's something I really like about Juice Robinson. He is he is perfectly annoying as a heel. Ricky! Um, Ricky! Um, the way that you did it was more like Boys in the Hood, Ricky, and that's not that's how he's doing. <laughs> um, all right. Ricky! So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony wants to know what's next for this group. Jay White talks up the Bullet Club, including the Golden Guns, which I like. I think that's a good – I think that's a better term for them. Hey, that's nice. Um, the golden guns. Uh, the guns are kind of annoying. They talk for a while. They get a CM Punk chant, which, hey, congratulations. You guys got a CM Punk chant. And even CM Punk couldn't get a CM Punk chant. Uh, so that tells you something about how much people like the guns. Um, Jay tells Tony to shut up. Uh, Jay wants to talk to Punk. He wants Punk to leave his belt in the bag, and he calls out FTR for a tag title match. It's just sort of everybody i don't like everybody in that group and that whole crew is bad and i don't like them um jimmy you told me that all jay white needed to become a star was to get an in-ring uh promo what are you trying to say chris apologize <laughs> get out of here man <laughs> listen he's not don't worry give it time i'm telling you now if you look and i know i've said this before and you guys roll your eyes every time i say this right but just go and check out some of his New Japan stuff and you'll understand where I'm coming from. He is much better than what you seem portrayed at times. I, and listen. But like, um, don't I, worry, I, give it time. I, I've got I faith see things. in Weber's book and his shit. Yeah, like I, I see things in him where I go, okay, yeah, like I can, like the, the match, the main event last week, actually. I, I saw a lot in that main event where I went, okay, like you put him in an actual main event, Jay White's going to be good. But I mean, He's got to get there. And so far, it's just like every time I see him in an entering segment, he doesn't scream main event to me. He, he just I'll screams. I'll tell you why. Well, look at who he's surrounded by right now when you okay. really think about it, right? And he's kind of playing up like everyone's being ha-ha sort of thing right now with his Bullet Club gold. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem when it comes down to it, right? Right. So if you're going to not take this shit serious, if everyone else is a clown in the group... You got Juice, clown, right? Not bad wrestling or, but he's a clown. I mean, seriously, he all he does is scream, ah, what the hell, ah, whatever he does. And then you got the Gun Club, who I like, but they're still a comedy act in many ways too. You know what I mean? So how are you supposed to take Jay White serious when he's surrounded himself with these guys at the moment until they get serious? You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. You can't have the same type of guy in this group. Because when okay. you look at Juice and you look at um, the Gun Club, they're kind of the same shit in many ways in terms of ha-ha. So that's my issue. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll give them a, a little more time. If they keep screwing around, then I'll agree with you. But it's not Jay White. It's, I guess, the booking. Yeah, well, okay. 
this is my thing. If this was a new promotion, truly a new promotion that started off and you put this faction together, I'd have no issue with it whatsoever. If it was a new promotion, though, that's the key. I'm not even saying I've got a big problem with it. I actually don't mind the grouping. But part of the problem is, I mean, first of all, when you have a faction of four, you're always you're always going to compare it to the four horsemen, something like that. So you've got your Jay White. He's 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 your Ric Flair. He's your world champion tier guy. In theory, you got your Gun Club. They're your your world tag team championship guy, and then you have Juice Robinson, who's supposed to be your mid card championship guy. Except we've never seen Juice Robinson, you know, or maybe he's had of his seven matches, he's won one and barely. Um, so Juice Robinson, I mean, basically he's in the same category as Ethan Page, and frankly, not much different than Tony Nese or Anthony Henry. He's he he loses almost every match we see him losing. Is he entertaining? Yeah. He's funny looking. He's loud. He's got a funny voice. He yells at the right times in the matches. Yeah, he's entertaining. He calls himself rock hard, but he's anything but. He's right next to three guys who are more rock hard than him, and especially his best friend who's like, you know, if it wasn't for John Morrison, you'd think that that Jay White was Adonis, except John Morrison's Adonis. But um, I, I, I don't really know the persona of Bullet Club in Japan. But I know the persona of Bullet Club, like this. Ring of Honor, when right. it was what we know now as the Elite, and they were not chicken shit heels. They were cocky, and they would they would come exactly. and they would, and they would come exactly. take their heads off. These guys are all acting like chicken shit heels, and a faction of chicken shit heels isn't. You, you could have your leader that's like like Ric Flair was sometimes a chicken shit heel, maybe most of the time, but Arn and Oli and Tully weren't. You know, they right. you know, Barry Windham will come punch a guy right in the nose, you know, so they don't they, they they lack that intimidation, you know, so maybe they need an enforcer. Maybe this is a place where Big Bill can't be. It won't be a joke. He doesn't have to wrestle. He just needs to pummel people or, or something like that. I don't mind it. It's just like I it's we want collision to be a different product than dynamite and rampage. But, you know, and they're already falling into the trap of you got your four horsemen versus your Dusty Rhodes and his gang of heroes, four versus four already. You, you need to build towards your four versus four. And it's like we've just been dropped into a story and they're already here. And it's like, you know, they're already supposed to be best friends, but they just met three weeks ago. I mean, when did CM Punk fall in love with Ricky Starks? I mean, I, I don't I don't know all this. When did FTR fall in love with Ricky Starks? We, and, you know, so I don't mind it. You know, I, I just I just feel like this is a little bit forced and a little bit fake in a world that's already fake. And I'm again, I have I suspend a lot of disbelief until I sort of can't and I can't tell you where the line is. But this is approach. It just it's just too much, too fast. As far, you know, uh, speaking so, of too much, speaking of too much, let's let's uh, let, let's talk about this. And the, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, too no, much I talking, like but. Too much talking, but not from you. Um, Ricky Starks is backstage with the aforementioned Punk and FTR. Punk says if Jay wants what's in the bag, he should do what Max did and get himself a replica title. That was a funny line. Yeah. Um, FTR says uh, yes to the title match. Ricky Starks says he's ready for the for his match. Um, I I am not. I wasn't seeing things. I wasn't imagining this. The crowd went completely dead by the end of this. Right? They were not. Like, I thought they were in an empty fucking arena by the end of all this because it was just talking, talking, talking. I Maybe the people in Canada can't understand Jay White's accent. 
and then you know punk and ftr and ricky starks and everybody it's like it's like okay eight people have fucking talked in this segment eight people that's too much um, eight when was the last time we had eight people talking a professional wrestling segment I mean, if you would have, if you if you would have watched the episode of Impact that I last reviewed for Impact Attack, uh, <laughs> there was like twelve of them in the fucking ring. That was and, and the last I remember was when they had the overpacked NWO segments, and there were fourteen guys in the ring, and everyone got no, yeah, but they weren't all talking. Sometimes they were. Yeah, but you know what? That was more interesting, though, in my opinion. Anyway, and you had a lot of guys I that could actually it was more talk. Interesting because we were kids. Maybe, maybe that's the case. Whatever, I still watch that. If I watch it now, I'll Absolutely still enjoy it. I mean, you would just have you would have you know Scott Norton saying, "And we're gonna come after the <laughs> nasty boys and kill them." And then Marcus Bagwell say, "That's right, because Buff is the stuff." I mean, yeah, they would have a whole Bagwell was just an ad libber. That's yeah, all he would, was doing all the time. They would, just, they would just give you your their their go home lines, but it was mostly Hogan, Nash, Macho Man, Paul, and then they you know you Scott know, Steiner. Well, I'm not trying to name the Bullet Club. I mean, the NWO. I'm just saying that you'd have basically three guys do a lot of talking. X-Pac would go like this a lot. And then, like, you know, you know, everyone would basically do their catch lines against who they're going against. They weren't all cutting an individual promo, is, I think, is the, is the difference. But there was that. Yes, when's the last time you had that many people talk? That's the last time I can remember that many people talk. And that was that long ago, right? So. Yeah. And also, the thing is, is that in the beginning of the show, they gave us all like the the promos of people in the Owen Cup tournament, which I thought was good. I thought that was good. But then we saw them all again talk in recorded separate subjects, like in darkened rooms, not the light studios. And I didn't need to hear it all a, a second time. It, right. it, it's I appreciate the organization and the segment breakage. They're trying to do more like a WW professional TV show. I really do appreciate that. And I yeah. and I know that they're trying. And I know that they're still working out the kinks. I'm giving a lot of passes on things because I see what they're trying to do. It, it was just too much talking. It felt too slow, especially, and, and I hate, it, it's not their fault, but on the heels of Forbidden Door, which was so frenetic, and then on the heels of Money in the Bank, where, you know, a giant major event that everyone's talking about, this just felt slow. The whole show felt slow. I felt like I was watching, like, a 1982 movie after, you know, just watching T2. Yeah. Well, that would, oh that would about God. do it. Dude, that is so true. That's that was shocking. I've seen that. It's just ridiculous, man. I don't even know why I used to watch that shit, but it was interesting. Yeah, heck, you even had Ultimate Warrior on there talking shit. Well, but that's yeah, all he's you right. had to talk. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, he that's just true. said words. <laughs> words. Words in English. Um, all right. So next up here, we've got the match. Ricky Starks takes on Juice Robinson. Um, it's a good start to the match. Uh, they start off with arm ringers and headlocks, basically the old trying to prove who the better wrestler is thing. I like that. Um, Juice takes over after a drop down that looked like it really tripped up Starks. It was planned. I'm not saying it actually tripped up Starks, but it looked that way. It actually looked really good. I like that. Um, well, I thought it was a botch. Did you? I thought it was a botch. The commentary covered up well. Okay, Jimmy, what did you think? Because I've seen Juice Robinson do this spot before. I have too, but Jeff, I can see where he's coming from. And you know what? And, and to his credit, he's called out stuff that I didn't think was a botch that actually was a botch in the end when I look back on it. it. To me, it didn't seem like it, 
But maybe I need to look at it again, man, to be honest. But I have seen him do that maybe before. Maybe I do. So. I, I didn't realize Juice Robinson's done that spot before. If he's done it before, it makes perfect sense. But and can I just point out also with Juice, um, Aaron said about me and the vet saying, you know, we put him down and we're always harsh towards him. No, nah, man, I was, I'm a fan of Juice. I'm just saying there's too many jokers in the group. That's all. That's all I wanted to point out. We don't need everyone to be a clown. Right. And and Vet just gets mad at me because I, I dared to say that I like Juice Robinson more than Jay White right now. But I do <laughs> well, right now. So far, they're, so far, in their time in North America, one of them has been really, really entertaining. And one of them, I don't know, talks like a hobbit. Well, yeah, that's true. And you know what? And it sucks that you say that because I've tried to show you, I've tried to tell you about how good Kenny was pre-AEW. And I've tried telling you how Jay White is. And unfortunately, they just don't show you what they're really capable of. See, I look at White more like a Randy Orton, possibly. You know what I mean? Obviously, no one here is good, but he has the potential to be like that because he wrestles very methodically, generally. He doesn't fly around. He used to be a high flyer, but he can he can wrestle. He can be grounded, and I think he can tell a good story, but it's all about the booking, man. So that's yep. what's annoying. Kids. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, juice stays in control throughout the commercial break. Um, and the audience can't see it or develop any sympathy for the face in this match. So that was smart. Um, wh why do they do this? Like the only way that you want to cheer for the face is if you see them getting beat up, like you, you want your face to develop sympathy so that, um, it gets back and it gets better. Um, See, that's what. See, I said he's mad at me. Um, Is he still your favorite podcaster? Hi, Vet. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. Uh... Um, but yeah, I, they need to. They need to develop sympathy on the face. Otherwise, the comeback doesn't matter. Like Jimmy, I know that you. When you watch the shows, you don't have the the commercial breaks. Right. Do you have a way of knowing when they're going to commercial? Yeah, they say it. They they actually say it. But they also say that they're still going to be on the air during the Fight TV side of things. You know what I mean? And that's where you hear the best stuff, generally. But with tell, Kevin Kelly... They're getting like WWE in this. And you can tell. It's like when the when the face is laid out outside the ring and the heel is slowly walk, making their way to and they go, this section's going to continue in picture in picture. Don't miss a thing. Come right, right, know. exactly. But you can, exactly. You can tell they're, they're, you can almost feel when the commercials coming. And again, this is not a complaint. This is this is an organized television show, and I truly do appreciate that. I just didn't love the the, the act the, the content within this organized television show, but I very much appreciate the content, and I and I and I still have faith in this team. I just hope that they can retain control, and I fear that. If, if the viewership continues to be like it was week two or worse, that the team that's in control now is going to ever lose control. But then I love that because then we're going to have another media scrum civil war explosion. Oh, we all love some of that, right? I mean, I, you on. know, I love, I love the, <laughs> the, the real world drama much more than I care about what's going on in the wrestling world. Actually in the, in the TV shows. Much we'll more. have For brawl sure. out too. <laughs> the brawling. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus Christ, man! I will say this though. To go to that right later on did, today. Did, yeah, did you guys check out the Forbidden Door um, scrum after the pay per view? Either yeah, one of you? I did. We talked about this. All right. Well, did you see his eyes, man? That were beaming, man. He was like, 
Like, yeah, exactly like Chris's face. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Hi, guys. That shit is good. <laughs> it's it's like he only has pupils. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fucking TK. Settle down, dude. Settle down. Good old TK. Jeez. Good old TK. By the way, you missed you missed highlighting this comment, but uh, but Vet, oh, while he said he's mad at me, he, he did say, still my favorite, yes. So. Oh, there you go. I bet. Ah. Right, well, then, then all's not lost. No. Exactly. All is not lost. He he said you're hanging by a thread, Chris. Careful. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> a thread is all Chris needs. <laughs> I'm joking. He's I'm like joking. MacGyver. He's like MacGyver. He just needs a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Only pupils, LSD does that, and many other drugs too, Mr. Spaceman. All right. So Starks at one point here no sells a couple of clo- clotheslines, and this is after about six or seven minutes of selling. Typical. So right. welcome to AEW. He's hoping um, <laughs> Starks uh, is selling his knee because Robinson uh, attacked it a lot during the break, which we didn't see. Right. So again, and then he picked him up and ran him into the corner without his knee buckling. Yep, good stuff. Um, Juice sitting down on a clover leaf looked pretty solid. Starks makes the ropes. Uh, Juice tries to win with a tights pull, but Starks kicks. Um, Starks gets the win after a pretty lengthy match, and the Bullet Club gold surround the ring before Punk and FTR make the save. I did like that Dash or Cax or whichever one of these fucking guys Dash, is. Dash and Cash Cashin. It was Cash. Yeah, those guys. Okay, the guy who's not bald, he said into the camera, hey, Bullet Club, next week on the show, today at Tim Hortons, whatever, uh, we accept. I thought that was funny. I, I also liked the Cash, the, 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 when they came to make the rescue, two of them you know, did that sort of slide dive into the ring, but the other one ran outside the other side of the ring and chased. Like, it's like, like you would maybe in a real fight. Like if you're trying to fight, you're not all going to get into the ring where, you know, there's a magical force field that doesn't allow you out of it again. Uh, and he actually went outside to do it. I thought that was good. And I I've always had more fondness for cash than Dax. Cause one, he doesn't complain constantly and whine and cry on on the interwebs and doesn't have a podcast where he whines and cries and then says he's not whining and crying. Um, but also when the guy went to attack Bret Hart and they walked him out, Cash is the one that hit him right in the face when they had the coat over his head and they walked him out. That I, I, I will always respect him for, for yes. taking that awesome cheap shot. What a well-deserved cheap shot that was. Because every now and then someone needs to be punched in the face, and that yeah. guy needed to be punched in the face. This, this, is, this is actually a truth about society in general. Like I, I believe this about our society in general. Every once in a while, someone has to get publicly punched in the face for being an asshole. That's like every once in a while that has to happen. Like that time that I was at Ocean City, New Jersey for a bachelor party and I went too far and a guy who was a former hockey player punched me in the face. I had that coming. (laughs) I'm just just glad when I said, "Okay, I'm done. He agreed. (laughs) You're like, "Okay, okay, I'm done. And he's like, all right. All right, buddy. Good job, because <laughs> he's a hockey player. <laughs> hockey players are like that. And I mean, like uh, a college hockey player. I don't mean like an NHL player. I'm not trying to make it like I was finding some six foot four, like uh, you know, Viking from you know, uh, well, where Chris is from or something. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just point out also, man? Uh, shout outs to Media M Five, aka Mikey, yes. who seems to be in hospital right now. And man, oh, get sorry, better man. soon, buddy. I mean, yeah, you know that obviously sucks, but I'm glad. You're tuning in to see us, man. Yeah, that's the important thing. What what better medicine than the three of us? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope so. Anyway, sometimes we can drive you nuts. The PWC. (laughs) All right. Next up here, Christian and Luchasaurus are backstage. They don't want to answer any questions from the interviewer. So Sean Spears comes in to ask if he can get a shot at Stegosaurus, which was kind of funny. Um, Christian says Spears isn't dangerous. And Spears uh, says all it takes is meeting the right person to make someone dangerous. See you soon, champ. And he gives a little nod to Luchasaurus, who then roars and and christian holds him back i who's the person who's going to make him dangerous though is he going to bring tully black back tully black jesus christ Um, he should go get tully black tully black is hardcore (laughs) yeah that's what i've heard too hardcore for this uh no is he getting someone else i mean that's the insinuation um but i mean this is the most interesting sean spears has been unfortunately sean spears has over three years with mostly negative equity with me in aw and you know, as being the complete zero in WWE and NXT. So, uh, uh, it, excuse me, as being the perfect 10 in WWE, not zero. Come on, what minus, is he AW? Minus, minus the one on the left, but uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I, I but th- th- this was all right. I just, uh, you know, I'm I'm wondering what it meant, but I liked it, and I like the continuation of the Christian Cage is holding like the title is a collective, um. You know, it's almost like a million dollar man Andre thing. Not exactly. It is. I said that from the start, man. It truly is right now, man. It, it, well, but but Andre actually gave him the belt. It was different. It was like right. he gave it to him. Um, still, this this is this is more subtle. It's not. I mean, because I think that the Luchasaurus is still going to do the the right hand of destruction work. Um, not anyway. Uh, and I like that Luchasaurus has acknowledged that he cannot speak and he can only roar. He is, he is now, he's actually a feral beast. He's like, roar, roar, and he wanted to fight and Christian's holding him back. It's, it's like, it's like Butch without the, the sort of the sad smallness. <laughs> Aaron Ben Shlomo says, who books Collision? collision. Apparently a, f- a bunch of guys uh, book Collision, it seems, but uh, I don't know. Who knows? We're trying to figure who, it out. Who books Collusion? I know. <laughs> collusion. <laughs> <laughs> President of the United States. Um, just it's it's the it's the seven houses of ten families represented by the thirteen. <laughs> and Todd, the comic king, says whoever had the idea to have Shana turn on Ronda should get punched in the face. I agree, only because it was for no reason. <laughs> like, why? I, I, there's going to be a reason, I, and I hope, right. unlike the Brock story that they tell it, but I didn't mind that. So punch me in the face. It's just there was nothing behind it. That's all. But anyway, it was fine. It was fine. It's, uh, it's, shout it's, out, it's, yeah. Shout out to the to the women's match at Money in the Bank. That was a really good finish. I like that. That was cool. Um, <laughs> it's all good, Aaron. We understand you, bro. It's all good, man. Oh, yeah, your English is great. It's, it's way better than my Hebrew. But, but, but thanks for representing the H- HMG in Israel. And, and you know, we will formally make you an ambassador also of the PWC in Israel. So uh, enjoy your flowers and enjoy all the things that come with it, uh, which is... Shalom. Right. A shalom from Jimmy. <laughs> that's that's the kind of extra bonus content you get. Shalom. And from Chris. Right? My goodness. I, we can't make... Listen. It's a true coalition right here, boys. That, that's that's right. Bring me from Phoenicians if you want Shalom for me. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Jewish guy to say Shalom. Fuck <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> oh, shit. All oh, right. Man. 
Coming up next here, it's the TBS Championship as Lady Frost takes on the Wish version of Rhea Ripley. Um, mm. This match, guys. Uh, what the fuck? Um, Rhea, I was going to say Rhea Ripley is more interested. Statlander <laughs> is more interested in playing to the crowd than she seems to be in winning a match here. Um, is a really bad look from a baby face. Um, this was, I don't even care about winning the match. You know, give me my, give me my flowers, Hamilton. Give me my flowers. Like is, she was really healing it up, and is this I not asinine think she though? Was doing it on purpose. I like. I really it's don't asinine. think this was purposefully done. It's really asinine. Like, it's like she replaced Jade to be Jade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it just me? Process. No, but has she regressed, man? Has she gone backwards? She Thank has. You, you guys talk. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop and go at the end. Yeah, no, 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 no. really. I'm loving what you're both saying. Yeah, this was awful, Jimmy. Like this was this was so bad. It was like really basic stuff. So Lady Frost, who comes out here looking like she's an ice queen, right? (laughs) You know, clearly you're the ice queen taking on the punk chick. You better be the fucking bad guy, right? Your characters would just suggest that that's how it ought to be, but instead, but instead, the entire the entire portion of the match. It looks like Lady Frost is trying to win a competition while not Rhea Ripley is playing to the crowd the whole fucking time and doesn't go for any pins until she hits her finish. Like, what the fuck was this? Now, unless she's becoming a heel suddenly for no particular reason, a lot of these wrestlers in this company truly do not know what it means to be a babyface or a heel. And that's on both the women's and on the men's side of things, we can point out even a lot of men, like Sammy Guevara is a good example, right? Yeah. I mean, and this one, I mean, Statlander, just get the belt off her already. She's she's regressed the TBS belt also. It's starting to look like the TNT Championship, even though it's pretty much the same shit, if you understand what I mean by that, because she just does not elevate that title whatsoever, Chris. I, I don't think that she's doing a very good job of that either. And just... I, she needs fundamentals. Like faces yeah. have to try to win. Heels play with their food. That's like <laughs> that's that's I, what it is. The only time you ever see a face play with their food is when a face has been dealing with like the dastardly manager for weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> and finally gets his hands on him. Right? Undertaker can play with uh, Bobby Heenan for for a couple of minutes and it doesn't come off heelish. Right? But like. You're supposed to be having a fucking wrestling match. You just look like you're an asshole. I'm confused, bro. Jeff, <laughs> straight I up. Want, I want to say something nice about this match, and that is the combination of tattoos on this woman was the coolest combination of tattoos I've seen on two female wrestlers in the ring at the same time. I mean, I was I was really digging the tattoos, but everything else you guys said is absolutely correct. Chris, I, I thought I was imagining Chris Statlander was wrestling as a heel. Not just a heel, a mega heel. Even when she does sign language with the I love you or whatever it is she's saying, like, you know, I love you in, in sign language. It sort of looks like fuck you, but her, but usually you say with a smile. Her face expression was fuck you. And she crawls into the ring with her face so we can see all the pores in her face. I mean, I'm like, no, back up. It's HDTV. I don't, I don't need that shit. But like, this looked like it was their, rehe- this looked like it was the run through, like the rehearsal match. And Chris Statlander's, um her her lariat 
was better than the Rainmaker, that should have been the closer. That should have been her finisher because her her pile driver isn't very good because she because of her knees and because of the braces, she keeps the person's head above where the brace has the horizontal buckle there, which is like three or four inches above the 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 ring, so the the platform. So the camera has to be in a different angle to miss that, but they weren't. They were right there. Um, and they're sort of hamstrung by by the fact that the the building you know they put all the people on one you know two sides of of the arena and the rest of it is is empty, um, and this was Dana Brooke bad and and I was going to say the same thing <laughs> and, and and you know Lady Frost we know John loves her and and I'm sure in a, in a match that's planned you she looks very good you know she does the gymnastics things she does all the cartwheel things but it looks like she always wants to do it but. Like Chris Statlander was in the way some of the time. Like they, they didn't know where they were supposed to be. Like there was this awkward thing where at some point Chris Statlander then just decided to go off the other rope and give her a pounce. It just it just looks like they needed to rehearse this match several more times because this looked like dress rehearsal. And Chris Statlander is not good. And and I don't know. I mean, you know, everyone said Jade stinks and give it to Chris Statlander. She's so great. I never saw Chris Statlander Please. being so great. And I'd rather be jade not so good who was good enough who looks like a billion you know why because jade kind of understands the fundamentals i said kind of she's still green don't get me wrong the heels she just forgets right you're in the audience right exactly yeah that that that's another thing altogether but technically most of the times she don't do that right let's just let's just assume jay was booked by by punk i don't think that we would have always had like baddies former baddies baddies fighting nah, none of that shit. like right. maybe every now and then you'd have it like the bloodline she didn't need it she but, didn't need but, it but it was a constant rotation of, of nonsense right. and mark sterling for no there, reason not, either then stokely's there then he's not it, you know you wouldn't have had all that that chaos and headache it would have been a whole different it might have been like the female version of a Roman Reigns presentation, just not without the, the skill level. But anyway, it, it also cracks me up the, the WTBS and the TNT title are both on TNT. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, dumb. It should I be mean, defended on one on the other, right? One on right, TBS, I mean, one like, on TNT. Put, put this women's title right. on Dynamite so it's on TBS and put, you know. That always the, annoys me. You know what I would do, though? I would swap the belts at, from time to time and turn the TBS one into a male championship and T- the TNT one into a female championship. Why not? Yeah. And yeah, I think it's just because, you know, Brit and crew are part of the, the, the crew that don't want to be anywhere near punk. So they can't be, right. you know, so they, they can't possibly figure out that solution. Well, her a husband bunch was, of children. was hanging out with them today at the end no, of the show. That threw me for a loop. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. That's definitely something we're gonna talk about. Actually, he likes Adam Cole. I've actually heard him mention Adam Cole and praise him quite a few times. Even at Brawl Out, he well, actually Adam did Cole's too. Friends, I mean Adam Cole likes. I, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, I'm glad that everybody was on the same page with this because I I I trust my eyes normally, but this this was especially weird, and I'm a little bit afraid to do it because you know John is friends with lady frost and whatever and i don't know how much of this was her but i don't i mean i don't think she helped much i think she basically has one match that she sort of does all the time or or, or version of it but it's it's mostly on chris statlander she's supposed to be the champion yeah. and we've never thought chris statlander was particularly good so i think the lady frost because she made it to the introduction i have a feeling that that, that we're going to see that chiron lady frost is all elite so she's I, officially I, signed now right I, I I'm going I'm going to say yes because I don't think you make it to the introduction just because you have a one-off. Right, game. right, yeah, one hundred percent. 
Well, good for her. I'd like to see her uh, in, in there with somebody who can actually work. Because Chris Statlander, I mean, I haven't seen her have a good match yet. Like, I haven't. Neither she was I. better, like, when she first came onto the scene in AEW, really. She wasn't. To now. She no, wasn't, she wasn't she good. Was, don't get me wrong. But she was better than now. She I was know. playing a character. She was, was playing a matter. specific character that was a she little was more... That was a little more clear. Yeah, I mean, as right. weird as that is, as it, as it is to say she's an alien, and that character was more clear. That character was more clearly cutesy, and she yeah, was right, able right, to right. be yeah. cutesy, and that right. was something that she was able to actually do consistently. The character that she's playing right now, I don't think she understands how to play that character. Right. What and character? Was, that's that's and, the and problem. She, and she wasn't better then. It's just that she was appropriate for her experience level. Yeah. So right, the fact right. that she hasn't improved any. Right. is worse now maybe she is a little bit worse because she's had both of her knees you know reconstructed basically so she but she keeps doing high impact moves that require her legs which is dumb don't do that stone cold steve austin didn't do that when his legs went bad and he yeah. changed his style completely after that right it was like after a normal the neck that he changed. but it was the neck right it was really it's the like neck she that he wants changed the right actually. nature she wants to fight her own body. That's that's not that's not the recipe well, for a long isn't career. She, isn't she still in her twenties? I'm pretty sure she is. Yeah, I think she's in her like like maybe twenty seven ish. Right, right. So I mean, she's still young, but yeah, she's already done both her knees at a young age, which right. is not good for the future. It's like Tegan Knox, for God's sake. Right. No. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No bueno. Well, speaking of no bueno, th- this next thing in this on this was my favorite part of the night. It it, it just. It was wrestle crap to the level of just making me chuckle. Like literally, I was sitting here chuckling. Andrade is backstage, and uh, he's asked, uh, "Hey, Andrade, what are, what are you doing here?" And he goes, "I am here for my mask. They stole my mask, and I want it back now. Give me my mask." And if you think I'm exaggerating. Watch the fucking segment. This is what the fucking segment was. He was so mad. He was, It wasn't just, I want my mask back. Give me my fucking mask, you jackasses. It was, my mask has been stolen. And I want it back. It's like, oh my god. This is fucking Oof. fantastic. And then uh, Bray Wyatt on the, on the Jumbotron behind him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, me. anyway malachi black shows up in the on the yeah he i guess he he's got superpowers he can control the tv that's behind oh, yeah. andrade malachi. and he says hey <laughs> yeah. andrade why don't you tranquilo a little bit and i thought yeah, yeah. that's, that's a good right one too call that was, that well it's a good throwback because down. technically he's a los ingobernables uh member formerly los ingobernables <laughs> de mexico and him saying tranquilo is actually pretty good because that's, you know, that's a catchphrase that they I do have a use. little breaking news uh, for the What's for, that? A friend of our family, but not necessarily the family we're on. Yeah. Homeboy 88, who we, who in real life was really Homeboy 9. You shouldn't mention that name here. He's forbidden on these oh, networks. Well, he's coming just, back just into saying. the podcast game after uh, being stricken. What? Uh, side A, the Homeboy 88 experience, Side B, public stories. That's, that, that's a catchy name. <laughs> you're an asshole jeff straight up and um first of all i thought he was never out of the game 
Well, you know, he said he was going to take an extended break and then proceed to drop three <laughs> shows in three weeks. So I, I don't really know what that. Listen, well, the, that name's the Forbidden Door on Channel all... Attitude and How Mean Media Group. Just saying. A lot of us have logics that apply only to ourselves. <laughs> You're going to get hate now, Jeff, for mentioning that name. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, gonna get actually go ahead and highlight uh, Aaron's last comment here. Okay. I like where, where I've I... mentioned this before, right? So Andrade basically dresses like a character in Batman called Black Mask, right? And I don't mean basically. I mean, he, he's basically, wait, wait, that's wait, what wait. he's dressed I as. I can point this out, though. I can tell you why. He used okay. to wrestle formerly with a mask, and he used to be called La Sombra. Right. And that's just a throwback to him being La Sombra. Okay, but Black Mask, like, you don't have to dress exactly like Black Mask. And if you're going right. to, then you should wrestle like him. It's like if somebody comes out dressed like Bane, like if, if I see, you know, if uh, if um, uh, who could do it? If Brian Cage came out dressed as Bane and then got one counts in every mat in every on every you know bit of offense against Orange Cassidy or something, it would be really fucking dumb looking. I agree. I feel like I've I seen mean, that. I feel like <laughs> I've seen it too. Only it was Darby Allen. Um, <laughs> God. Anyway, Jeez. there's a video package. Any, like, if you think I'm exaggerating about how Andrade did this, you you didn't see it because Andrade was like, he was freaking out about his mask. It was great. It was. Uh, that, that, that's it, I mean, I had to watch it. It's, it was it was corny, but I didn't hate it, and and I liked the. I, it I, is know, my mask. I liked the spooky stuff, so I liked that the House of Black showed up on the screen behind him. I didn't exactly understand what what Malachi Black was speaking because I have more trouble I have more trouble understanding his accent than Andrade's. Um, <laughs> But I knew it was, but it would say like, you know, basically all in due time. And it's like, he's, he's trying to do that spooky recruitment thing again. Like, you know, we're just trying to get you to embrace your dark side kind of thing. Like maybe that's where we're going. Side. That's fine. I'm, I, I, I'm all about that. As long as it's done well and it's consistent and, and it doesn't get stupid, like the dark order, then, then nah, cool. yeah. or the dungeon of doom, which I loved as a kid, but as an adult, I'm sure oh, come on. dungeon of doom was the worst wrestle crap you could get in professional wrestling. He's Shut your mouth. maybe. Take that back. Take that back. <laughs> oh, no. Put your fucking whore mouth. The Dungeon of Doom <laughs> had the cheesiest entrance theme as well. Cut him you know, off. You hear Kevin Sullivan laughing him. in the background. <laughs> and then just fucking that was shocking. Anyway. Good stuff. Great stuff. Um, all right. Next up here, we've got another video package. This one's of Wheeler Yuta, who says oh. that next week in Edmonton, he's going to end Kenny Omega. I have my I doubts. He Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, um, right. We are uh, right, right. I have a. Can question. we get in on a pick 'em challenge here? Because I've, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, you could beat your house on, this, on one. this one, right? Uh, because I, I have a theory on this. I don't think the match is going to happen. I think Kenny's going to get ambushed in the back. We're not going to see it. We're just going to see the aftermath. Mm. I think Kenny's neck is actually injured, and and I'm hearing to rumors too that his neck is injured. But they're just trying to figure out if it's if it's just sore and stiff. Or if there's actually something there, and they don't know yet, so they're trying to keep it from us by announcing this match. But the the the, the dastardly Don Callis and his security crew and Kenosha and and the BCC, it might even be like who beat up Kenny. It might be like a, a mystery. Like later on, it's like I, 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 I did it for the cock. <laughs> I did it for the cock. So my 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 pickem is a no match. You know what? I, I I was thinking sort of the same thing, but but I wasn't sure. I actually agree with Jeff. 
I think there's more to that story when when it comes to Kenny's neck. And I've well, heard a few reports. I will reports. certainly find it funny if Kenny's if Kenny's neck really is injured, especially since um, Uncle Dave Uncle Dave has oh, declared. Oh my God! That, uh, I'm will glad Ospreay, you brought that up. Will Osprey is the best wrestler of all time. And, and I'm glad you saw some Twitter comments, actually, Chris. Did you see that ridiculous comment? I, I saw the back and forth with Lance Storm, <laughs> who's normally a very liberal dude. Oh. And Lance Storm was just like, Dave, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. But there's actually fans out yeah. there that think that you don't have to, you can still be the best performer. Did you see that comment by some dude on Twitter saying, in, in, in reply to that, saying that um, it doesn't matter if, if, um, if, if you're if you don't make as much money in pro wrestling, right? right? You can still be the best performer and and win four Oscars. Like if Will Osprey was like it's a movie Slick star, in Oscars ninety nine. Who is a, yeah yeah that's it. Slick ninety nine. He's, he's, he's a very devoted AEW fan, but he's 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 one eyed, one eyed, kind of yeah. But I mean, you saw what I said. I said, but there's a big difference. Because if you get an if you get Oscar nominations off a small indie film, you will parlay that instantly into bigger into a role big, where you exactly. get big, where you're cast in the MCU or you know Top uh, Top Gun or Mission Impossible. You will be in, you will be in mega franchises, and then you can afford to also do sort of indie things. So like Kate Blanchett can do whatever she wants. Um, right in wrestling. You can't. That's not how it works. If you're if you're stuck on the, you're always on that level. So Will Ospreay can win all of the wrestling Oscars that you want. Let's just. I'm not even going to argue whether he's the best wrestler in the world. Now let's just assume it's not even the best. Right. It's, it's irrelevant. He's he's Meryl Streep. He's Oscar nominated. <laughs> no matter what he does, he's the, the he's the best in class. Uh, so it, as long as he stays where he is, he cannot parlay that into the fame and not- fortune into the generational wealth that you can by being frankly fucking elias probably is is has more financial security oh 100 percent jeff elias has got more money in the bank than will osprey does i guarantee it right and that's the thing you don't bust imagine this guy he busts his balls and and i'm a fan of his let me just put that out there i am a fan of his i'm not trying to rib, rib him here because it's not osprey's fault it's everyone else talking about this is fault right that are saying this so it's got nothing to do with the fact that Osprey is bad because he's not. But the fact is, if I was Will Osprey, and I've gone through my whole career, and by the time I'm 35 to 40, and I feel beat up like I'm 70, what was all that for? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Well, you know straight who said up. that? Except for the last part? was what? Will Osprey six months ago on his there video. You video there you go. Car. There you go. And, I and never the other saw person that. who said it a year ago was Kenny. 100%. I don't know. I, I'm one injury away, he said. One hundred percent. Were they working on? Well, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Listen, I mean, if you if you need, I mean, frankly, if you still need someone to highlight why Dave Meltzer is not a credible source of um, wrestling knowledge, um, I don't I don't really know what to tell you other than to give you this stat, and that's that uh, Will Ospreay now has twenty three five star or better matches. Um, from Dave Meltzer and Kurt Angle has zero. <laughs> yeah, how fucking yeah. Actually, Chris Van Fleet is going to interview Meltzer this week, and he actually asks him that exact question. He already did interview him. It's already oh, did he? Okay, it's already online. I haven't watched yeah. it, but I've seen. But 
I also like, I mean, Lance Storm is criticizing him, and Lance Storm is on Dave Meltzer's payroll. So I, I mean, know that's weird, right? But at least he's being truthful, though. No, that that's the point. He's you you can trust his objectivity when he when he I'll always when have he, right when he, exactly. Now, could it be that the that the everything's going behind the paywall? So you want they want wrestling fans to think you're going to get fair and balanced, and they want you to buy it. Is it a work? No, I think it's a shoot. It's just happening this way. I think there's also something to the Triple H effect that Landstorm knows if he if he now needs a job, he doesn't have to talk to Vince, and he probably could get a job again. He's not out. He's not strung out in the cold anymore. He's he should out. have a job again. I think he's one of the best coaches in professional wrestling, bar none. Absolutely, I agree. he's I produced a lot of wrestlers that are there today, right now, including even Rhea Ripley. Well, yeah, I mean, he he, he would train people in 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 the style of in, uh, of the heart school of right i mean i you know i may not be exactly i'm sure he updated some but he would train competent professional wrestlers with competent psychology yeah 100 say what you want about lance storm i was a fan of his not only in ecw as the impact players but also in wcw i have said that like one of the biggest ball drops that they that they did in wcw circa 2000 ish was not giving him the world title when he was on that run where he i had thought he belts. was gonna get it dude i really thought didn't, he was gonna get he, it he didn't need to hold those titles for a week but but he if, felt if, so if he important won, with those belts still if he would have won the world title they had a pay-per-view in vancouver where he had a title shot if he would have won the world title at that at, in that show he would have been made Man, you would have been I, made forever dude, in Canada, and that made, would have that would have helped WCW's business in two thousand two. When, like when I went helped. to, when I went to actually to Nitro and Thunder back in two thousand, that's dead set true. I did go right, and it was TV. Um, Lance Storm, the heat he had from the the the, the Australian crowd was marvelous, dude. I mean, he absolutely gave it to us, but we gave it to him back, and everyone just calling him a wanker throughout the whole canadian national anthem <laughs> and he went cross-eyed as he's sitting there like he literally was like cross-eyed but man he knew how to generate heat and he was an arrogant prick about it too you know what i mean so lance, I, I love lance storm was great but uh, but vet has a has an interesting comment here he says was lance he storm does? on collision last night let's fucking go um all right <laughs> well hey if he was it probably would have improved the show vet <laughs> I like to oh, think the boy. last storm spirit was an inclusion tonight. Yeah, um, I hope so. <laughs> all right, but so definitely. main event time. Let's get to it. Samoa Joe, Roddy oh. Strong, Punk on commentary. He gets a heavy mixed reaction from the crowd on his way to the ring. Um, booze, cheers. It's kind of hard to tell exactly what everybody's feeling, but everybody's feeling <laughs> something, which is good. That is what you want as a professional wrestler. Agreed. All right. Good start to the match. Roddy lays in his strikes uh, really, really hard early. Joe overpowers him. Uh, that's sort of the story that they're telling to start off with here. Strong is trying to um, win with impact, but, uh, you know, they can sort of chain, they can trade the chops. But as soon as Joe really sits down on an elbow, it drops uh, <laughs> strong. And I think that they, they did that spot about three or four times in this match to sort of underline the point. Like, Roddy's trying to win with impact, but he can't overpower Samoa Because he's too small. I mean, how much does Roddy weigh? Seriously, 170? All right, look, I'm probably being, you know, a little low bar there. But honestly, he's tiny. 204. 
two by four, right? Realistically. All right, so 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 subtract fifteen pounds from that, and that's probably exactly right. Yeah, See, I wasn't that very, off. I wasn't that he, off. He's a very fit one ninety. He's fit, absolutely, and he looks it. He looks better than Adam Cole does. I mean, a hundred percent. That should say something, right? I mean, so yeah. Look, now Roddy Strong is cool, but and you can't take him seriously, but. If anyone could be Lance Storm, it's Roddy Strong. Maybe they should do a gimmick. No, because really, he's got no personality. Don't don't try and do fancy, but for Roderick Strong, it's. it's, But but what's his personality? Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, he's great in the ring, but he's got no personality. His voice, though, was whiny. Like Lance Storm had a even better voice. That's true, but still, it'd be funny. I mean, he needs something. We can't. He's been the same guy forever. We don't need more Haas. Roderick Strong's a jobber. Don't 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 try and like for him. It's wasted time. I don't. I don't mean for. I, 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 mean, I mean for the promotion. <laughs> hey, listen. For this promotion, I think that Roderick Strong can be something. Something of a lower, you know, mid card, you know, act. He he's fun to watch. His wrestling matches are good. He he really lays his stuff in. I thought that this match with Samoa Joe was a pretty good main event. Like I liked it. No, it was a great match. Absolutely it was a Ring of Honor match. match. It was a Ring of Honor match. And Joe should it have ate him alive, really, in my opinion. Yeah, it was too long for me. I feel a lot about this match the, the same way I felt about the Dustin Rhodes, Hobbs, except there wasn't the outside interference. That said, I mean, it was the right story. It's just they, they told the right story three times when they only need to tell it one and a half times. And they've got history from their TNA days, Ring of Honor days, and now into AEW, obviously, and WWE, I guess. But I don't think they crossed paths there. Well, Roger Strong pointed out that they haven't faced each other in 17 years. So, I mean, this this is a little bit like the Claudio Eddie Kingston thing that, like... <laughs> Who the fuck really cares these days? But they've been in the companies, though, at the same time, though, throughout the years, which is odd. Well, I mean, but but I mean, really, like if you're in the company, if you're in a, if you're in a locker room with Roderick Strong, is he really there? Because he's so small and he's so quiet. He's like, tiny. He's, he's quiet. That's, he exactly. really is the modern day vanilla midget, right? Um, <laughs> you can't argue that. Anyway, strong David Sanderson, who I, I used to do unpopular review with, who's a referee. Uh, the first time he popped on the screen, I said, "Who's that, Roderick Week?" Because he looks like <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're talking about too. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, strong using using momentum as much as he can to try to get Joe up for some backbreakers. Um, he goes for the uh, for the end of heartache, but Joe counters into the clutch for the win. Um, Joe afterwards attacks Roddy to force Punk to make the save. And then Adam Cole slides into the ring to help Roderick Strong. Punk and Cole are both in the ring at the same time. There's not really there's not really much there, but there's definitely something if they're getting them in the ring at the exact same time uh, for the same segment. Uh, that's the end of the show. EMTs tend to Roddy, and, uh, and we end Collision. And it looks like it's going to be Punk and Samoa Joe in the semifinals uh, for the Owen tournament, and that's going to be a good match. I but I but Chris, I like that. Well, I like that uh, that Punk mentioned on commentary that he's never pinned uh, Samoa Joe. That's kind of a cool uh, little callback, considering how long they've been at each other. You know, you know, professionally. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I liked this main event. And um, yeah, I'll 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 send it off to you, Jimmy. You said there's a butt. What's the butt for you? 
Punk is going to win, first of all, right? Which is, I, I just feel like would be the wrong move. And two, why couldn't they at least have him in the finals? It would have been better, right, for the Owen Hart tournament in the first place, don't you think? Well, there's a story there. Obviously, building towards some story. I well, I hope they're obviously building towards some story. And Punk, I'm not. I don't think that Punk winning is a foregone conclusion. Remember, Punk has a faction of enemies. Joe does. Okay, right. True. Uh, no, you're you right. Know, That's true. Joe doesn't have any feud. I mean, Wardlow and Hobbs are far behind. They don't even remember him. I, who's the last person? Darby. I mean, so. No, you I, know what? You're right. Yeah. I can see what you're saying now, and for sure, if we, if they're going to do that, then yeah, Joe will win, no doubt. But I'm still I'm a doubt. Bit... I just I just I'm just saying that there there's it's not obvious, which is good. That's good what you want in your semifinals. Like whether Roger Trunk should have been in this or not is an open question, but it doesn't always happen. But I think this is a great semifinal match. This is this is something that I want to tune into a television show to. Watch. Oh, definitely. No, it's going to be great. Interview. Uh, no, no, one hundred percent. I agree with uh, that. Yeah, you know, more than El Fantasmo versus Stu Grayson, which, by the way, was one of the adequate matches on Forbidden Door. I like El Fantasmo just quietly, and he's Canadian. Also. It just doesn't need to be yeah. on a pay per view. Um, yeah. Well, technically, it was on zero. Anyway, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, right. <laughs> the, the the thing with, I mean, first of all, during the course of the show, they couldn't have mentioned more times that joining us on commentary tonight is going to be CM Punk. I mean, they had like to it's say some it big deal. Times that, try and keep people watching that that was like you know if you were doing shots every time you would have been you would have been like lying in your own vomit by the time cm punk actually showed up um but the the thing with adam cole i think was was on purpose i think adam cole may be trying to be the bridge like you can work with this guy and do it and but i think the lack of the the lack of interaction was like him trying to ride the fine line of i can be in the ring with punk we can be in the same place at the same time. We can both be reacting to the same situation. We care about Rod, Roddy, but we don't have to interact with each other. Just be in the ring, and, and that's enough. That's all you fucking need to do. Be grown-ups, you babies. That I mean, I actually took all that from that. I'm giving Adam Cole credit for that, or whoever asked him to do that, and he said yes. Whatever, 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 whoever gets the lion's share of the credit, they all deserve it in, in this full circle, because I, 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 I think that was... I think that was there was more symbolism than just what we saw on TV. That's pretty I, big, I agree. Jeff. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with that though. I, I agree with that. It it did look like they were I mean, they purposely had them both in the ring at the same time. That doesn't happen by accident in a professional no, wrestling right. capacity. Um and they both and... walked to the right side of at the same time. It's not like they were on opposite sides of Roger Stronger. One was hanging in the corner. Because there was a time when they were apart and then they physically actually got closer and sort of time their walking of concern. I, I I just I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I want to, but I don't like Adam Cole, you know, as a wrestler, as a performer, but I'm giving him credit for this as, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's misplaced, but uh, that that's I took a lot from this. Well, hey, if he deserves the credit for it, then he should get the credit for it. Um, ooh, a vet with a with an opinion. Uh, he gives this collision a D, bordering on I can D see minor. what he's talking about, though, guys, because the truth is, from week one to yeah. week three, it's getting weaker and weaker, guys, and that's a worry. It's getting shitter and shitter very slowly, very slowly. I'm not saying none of them have been bad shows, right, per se. Yeah. But they are getting kind of weaker very slowly. 
That's what I'm worried about. So I can understand I where he's coming from. I do too, but I view this as season one of a of a show. I think they're still doing world building. I I, I hear myself. I understand. It feels like I'm making excuses for Bray Wyatt again. I get it, but uh, but <laughs> but I don't think the show was a D or D minus unless the D is for dull because it was a little bit dull. Um, but it wasn't as strong as the first entry. The 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 second show, I mean, was more about Forbidden Door than about Collision. Uh, That's true. And, so, you know, we're only on week three, I, but I didn't love everything. I'm going, I'm going to go with a C plus, uh, and I think I'm being sort of nice about it. I, I, I understand. I'm. You can even hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm wavering. I'm prevaricating. But I, I want to be more positive. But I can't talk myself into a B minus. All right, Jimmy. What's your letter grade I'm, for the week? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say C minus because we went from A to B to C. And I would have given it a D, but I'll give it one more week to save my D. All right. Well, you go ahead and save your D. That's uh, what you were going to say. You freaking poof. <laughs> 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 uh, fuck. Anyway. Um, you know what? I'm going to give this show a C+. Plus. Um, it, it wasn't – this wasn't as good as the first week. I think it was better than week two. Um, aside from the main event was better on week two. That was a really good main event week two. But – the rest of that show was very up and down, and this one was uh, this one was pretty good. I I liked that. I liked the matches, and I like um, I like the seriousness um, where most people make it look like I'm trying to win a professional wrestling match right. here. They're trying. My, right. my job is to my job is to advance my career by being victorious. Um, I will say that the women's match was rough, and I mean really rough. And there were some things about this about this show overall that just made me think, yeah. I mean, Nigel Nigel was the MVP with black belt and poutine. Then he sees the fat guy and he goes, <laughs> "Oh, that's the black belt and poutine." <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was really good. The, and that's another thing too. The commentary is significantly better on on oh, on collision. Than it ever has been on Dynamite, aside from like a few highlights of, aside from a few highlights of Jr. just raking the product across the coals when it deserves <laughs> it. Right, but I audibly groaned when Tony Schiavone was there. I mean, why can't Lexi Nair be there? And anyone, you know, Tony Schiavone. This is the Tony Schiavone comes off like a clown next to Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness. I, he, but he I think that's what he's. There. You know what? Though I know what you're saying, and you're right. But it's Tony Schiavone, man. In some ways, I get a, I still get a kick out of seeing him back in professional wrestling because I, I grew up know. on his voice too. You I'm more I mean? for that. But yeah, well, you can still hear his voice on Wednesday nights. I, I just, I just would have like, and I would have rather there been <laughs> someone more serious or someone hot. I, I just Tony Schiavone yeah. doesn't add anything. I mean, he doesn't even need to be there for the it's thing. And I don't know. It's just and why do but you? But at the end of the day, you said it yourself. It's not going to add anything either way, even if it's a hot cheek and it's. Tony Schiavone, it's not going to bring eyeballs, so it's irrelevant. Really. always add something. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Um, and, uh, you know, Extra one thing range. that I did want to mention, I didn't mention this yesterday when we were reviewing um, Rampage, but uh, the other the other night, so when, when Sean Spears hit his finisher, uh, Excalibur goes, ah, Sean Spears with the C4, and Tony oh, Schiavone yeah. literally went, that's his move! And I went, <laughs> Why the fuck are you there, Tony? They Jesus. rib each other, Chris. They really rib each other, man. 
if you pay notice. I'm oh. telling you, they it's all ribbing. You got me too. Jesus. He doesn't Christ. take this shit seriously. You think Shivani no. takes this shit seriously? Well, I'm I don't telling know. you, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. And, it, right. and you know what? In a kayfabe, you're supposed to, like, kayfabe is supposed to be a fucking thing. Like, it's supposed to be. You're supposed to pretend like it's serious. That's, if you're not pretending like it's serious, then why the fuck am I watching? You know? <laughs> Tony Shivani does do a lot of things. Like, it sure is, Taz. You know, he, he, he just, he just like sort of clouts off someone else. <laughs> the opinion heavy says world building are you serious the world is a wrestling arena built done i swear the opinion <laughs> here's my opinion of the opinion haver dull d for dull uh you know everything's and he's right see tony has said it for 40 years it's true exactly it's, well it's, he true. I, it's well, been we bad for 40 years yeah we don't he's we don't need it anymore it's he's been bad ribbing. for 40 years and look like, the chat I'm seems sorry, to like shivani I I, I I i fuck man like pete just because just okay yeah okay when just I because prepare. you're popular doesn't mean you're good um otherwise the greatest uh musician of all time is um taylor sorry distracted uh yeah taylor swift is the greatest musician of all time in that case oh but my God. she's not just because she's popular um, they're making a big deal out of her she's coming here to melbourne right and doing the mcg over a hundred thousand and people gone stupid over it i, I just don't get it me either um all right so yeah that was collision uh we all gave it a decent grade we all gave it passing grades nobody got two out of the out of their element here and uh you know the vet continues to be the angry man shouting at cloud <laughs> but we fucking love the vet for being the angry man absolutely. shouting at the clouds absolutely. he makes me seem like an optimist <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> Thank you to everybody in the chat for joining us and for adding everything that you added to the show. Uh, specifically, shout-outs to uh, Media M5. Get feeling better, buddy. Um, hope that uh, the doctors can find out what's going on and they can they can get you some some drugs or whatever help you need in order to Absolutely, get better, buddy. man. Get well soon, Mikey. And, uh, yeah. Jeff, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? On Twitter, Rickers Fell MD, uh, and right here where you're watching me, the Humming Media Group of Channel Attitude and the PWC. You see all the logos, you hear us talk about it all the time. Jimmy's going to tell you how to follow us, like, and subscribe, uh, and about the $5 uh, My wrestling podcast that's not with, with these Chuck Foxes uh, <laughs> is kind of like Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena, and my non wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views which are very much not wrestling at all. Very, very, very eclectic. I think you'll enjoy them. And you can find them right here on the Hami Media Group as well as the PWC. So that's where you can find me if you're looking for me. And if you hate me, you'll still like the show. You don't need to like me. You just need to find me. It's true. The shows are great. Either way. Uh, Jimmy, where can the people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects, and also you can follow us at PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here to channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling. And also hamimidigroup.pubbing.com for all our affiliate shows. And of course, last but not least, the PWC Network.pubbing.com, where you can find all our other shows. And that's a wrap, I think, Chris. That's about it for me. Sweet. Well, pretty much everything that these guys said, you can find me on the PWC Network. Also, uh, you can find me right here on many shows on Hami Media Group and uh, ChannelAttitude.com. 
Specifically, uh, remember next week, around this time, uh, right around 10 o'clock on Sundays, we sift through the wreckage of Collision. Thanks for coming, everybody. Happy Canada Day. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Ole. Bye-bye. Thank you. Stable, my friends. Imagine what's coming up. All right, come on, fat boy, let's go. Let's go, fatty, come on. Come well, on, you tubagoo, hurry up. That's the guy who's got a you black belt a in Putin. Let's go. I'm going to guess that his name is Steve Brown. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Here comes Ethan Page. So, ego. Former henchman of MJF, they didn't exactly have the best breakup. Okay, hold on, buddy. This is cute and all, but you and I both know you're not on my left. Well, how many of us wanted to do that? Yeah, we're not doing this crap. Not tonight, and not in Hamilton, Ontario.
crazy thing to me is that you were just about to tell me that I'm not on your level. Really? You have no clue what I'm even capable of. And everyone in the back that knows what I'm capable of seems to not give a crap. So why don't I remind them and you the cloth that Ethan Page is cut from? Max, my father came from Macedonia and moved to Hamilton, Ontario, and was lucky enough to get a job down the road at National Steel Car as a general laborer. And you know what everyone in his life said to him, the people at his work, his family, they told him, be happy. Make the money you're making. Enjoy this position, because that's all you can do. And you know what he showed me? Not to listen to people like you, the lazy, the spoon-fed, the chosen. You know what you're not? You're not like my father. He went on to become a president of multiple companies and showed me the way. So Max, you want to say I'm not on your level? You're right. I'm not, because I'm not you. I'm not a bare minimum, bitch. Hamilton's own Ethan Page laying the track down on MJF. Quite a quandary for Mr. Max, isn't it? So listen up, Max. You can walk around with the title all you want, but you know what you're not? You are not my world champion. Because when this company needs something, they don't ever call you. You know who they call? Ethan Page. Because I'm always here for the fans, for this company, and for those three letters, A-E-W. And when they asked Ethan Page on 24 hours notice to fly to Calgary to promote this very tour of Canada, I said yes. I called my wife and kids, I said I wasn't coming home, I flew to Calgary, and I did my job. But you know what my wife said to me? She said, Ethan, when is this company ever gonna pay you back for all the extra shit you do? And you know what I told her? I said, in due time. Well, Max, now's that freaking time! You might be the AEW World Champion, but Ethan Page, actually champions AEW. So how about this? You actually be a man for once and do something for this company. And you do what you said. You're gonna put the title on the line against anybody from Hamilton. I say you do it right here, right now, with me. Hamilton's own, I'm checking the interwebs about Ethan Page. He's they wrote all about him in the Toronto Star, about his family, his history in this town. This match is for the AEW World Championship! You're sick. Rowan. Well, let's remember. MJF. Yeah, MJF knows what it feels like. You don't think he's going to try it again, do you? With a damaged knee, surely not. That's well, going to be a big ass, that's for sure, but he's, oh, got, he's him got him up. up. Here we go. Oh! An abrasion under the left eye. Cut it. An abrasion under the left eye of Ethan Page. Twist of fight takes down the champion. But what will fight say tonight? Under the purview now of Matt Hardy using Twist of Fate. Is that to his wife?
to his daughter, to the top rope. Is Ethan Page the champion's not moving? Is he going to be the new AEW World Champion? Oh, yes, he is. Oh, brilliant. Perfect timing from MJF waiting to the absolute perfect moment to hit the top ropes. And now, all oh, this doesn't look good for Ethan Page. You can have all the ego in the world, but when you're the AEW World Champion, it's not enough, hold on. What is this? No way. How's he gonna be able to hold? Oh, power slap! But the knee jam that he can't follow up. Let's take a look. Just look at the height that he comes down and watch the knee driving into the mat. Now to the cover, two. Yeah, no chance. Could barely get any body weight across the shoulder of MJ even at this point. If you're all ego, he's got to dispense with that ego and think perhaps about his family, his wife and daughter at ringside, his future career. Good job, nice attempt, but head to the back now. You proved your point. But Ethan Page has been a journeyman for his career. This is an opportunity. He's got to take advantage of it. He's trying. He goes back leg, surely not. Oh, if he hits this. No. Ah. The leg collapsed. That was not serendipity. That was the hard work of the champion earlier in this match, taking out the left knee of the challenger. Well done, MJF. That's the reason he is the AEW world champion. He's still in some trouble, but... Well, you can never count out the challenger. Oh, dragon screw! A I dragon screw leg whip! I say never. It. That might be never. And it is over. You of this match.
looking for the weed, though Tryna make my own, though Calling for Maria Lost without Maria By diving a marina Trust me, trust me, baby, trust me, trust me, baby, trust me, I don't mind. Trust me, baby, trust me, trust me, baby, trust me, trust me, baby, trust me, I don't Yeah, I need ski. 
I'ma still got my back. Hey, put up your pants, I won't cry. Yeah, I'm growing weed, this ain't trees, bitch. My bitch brown like him and see, bitch. Fit blood like Freddy and dreams, bitch. Rest in the top like the D, bitch. Drunk in the Touchdown out in H-Town, baby, might get on you It's Trill, nigga, where it's Trill, niggas, a whole army of them 
I run a check up on my hot nigga, don't tell my countin' on me. Free body, ride it, free Bobby, Bobby, then the straight on me. Ain't nobody trolling the sky. Ain't nobody true, man. I'm taking this spot. Yeah. 
right on the yacht. Yeah. Ain't nobody trillin' in Metro. Ain't nobody trillin' in school. Yeah. Ain't nobody trillin' out door. Ain't nobody trillin' with door. Pour up and shine on niggas. Don't play around like Jazz and Joy. Say fuck all the rumors. 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 Thirties in the city moving slow. Thirty, 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 five hundred for the gold. This is Homeboy 88 of the Homeboy 88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy 88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy 88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.